Are you being influenced? If you've watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. It is Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz. Ben Ferguson with you, Senator. We've got some victories to talk about uh, that are big for this country coming up in just a moment. But before we get to that, uh, an FBI special agent has come forward as a whistleblower, along with several other whistleblowers, who have now gone before Congress on the House side, Jim Jordan's committee. Uh, I want to get your just initial reaction to finally getting to see what these whistleblowers are saying. Well, the evidence keeps coming out every day about just how politicized and how weaponized the FBI and the Department of Justice has become under Joe Biden. Yesterday in the House of Representatives, in a hearing chaired by Jim Jordan, uh, there was testimony from multiple FBI whistleblowers who, who heroically came forward uh, at enormous risk to themselves, at enormous risk to themselves, to their careers, to their livelihoods, to, to the ability to feed their families. And, and among other things, they testified that that risk was not theoretical, uh, but it was, it was very real. And, and yet they were so disturbed by the politicization, by the corruption that they had witnessed at the FBI, that they felt obliged to come forward. And, and, and it really was striking. This was a continuation of the two podcasts we did last week, the, the, the special interview with Jim Jordan, where Jim previewed this testimony with us on the two podcasts last week. And if, and if you didn't listen to them last week, you should go back and listen to Jim walking through the evidence of weaponization that, that, that has been developed by the House to date. Uh, But the hearing yesterday, well, it started with Jim Jordan giving a warning to the FBI whistleblowers who'd who'd come forward. Listen to to, to what Jim warned them as as the hearing began. We've talked to over two dozen whistleblowers. People have come to us. We've interviewed several of those, and today three of them. Three of those brave whistleblowers 
and the lawyer who represents them will tell us their story. They will tell us what happened, what they saw, and then what happened to them because they were courageous enough to report it to Congress. And I just want to tell you guys, get ready. Get ready, because these guys are going to come after you. You know they are. Last hearing we had, last hearing we had, we had two journalists, Democrats, two Democrat journalists set right where you guys did, and these guys tried to get them to divulge their sources. Someone needs to tell them how the First Amendment works. And oh, while Mr. Taibbi, one of those award-winning journalists sitting right where you're sitting, was testifying, guess what else was happening? The IRS was knocking on his door. So get ready. But I know you're up to the task because you came forward in the first place. Senator, you, you listen to Jim Jordan's warning, and it's clearly accurate based on what these whistleblowers have experienced, including the fact that this FBI whistleblower testified for the first time publicly that not only did he swear to defend this country from enemies both foreign and domestic, but he didn't realize that he was going to have to sacrifice his entire career after being a whistleblower when the FBI retaliated against him. And that's not what the law says is supposed to happen. That's exactly right. Under federal law, if you come forward as a whistleblower, you're entitled to the protection of law. And, and, and it is illegal. It is a crime for your employer to retaliate against you for being a whistleblower, for exposing corruption, uh, especially when you're taking it to the United States Congress. Uh, the Congress has a responsibility under a constitution to engage in oversight, and yet the FBI, sadly, that they're so brazen in how politicized they are that they didn't hesitate to go after these guys directly and immediately. Well, well here, li li listen to the testimony. Uh, from from one of the witnesses about how they went after him very directly. It's currently in place at the FBI are clearly inadequate and must be reworked to protect whistleblowers and others who are inappropriately targeted. The FBI can extract whatever they want from me. I'm willing to bear that burden. I've sworn to defend this country from enemies, both foreign and domestic, even if that means sacrificing my life. I've lived that oath out since first enlisting in the Army, consistently saying, here am I, send me. My oath, however, did not include sacrificing the hopes, dreams, and livelihood of my family. My strong, beautiful, and courageous wife, and our four sweet and beautiful daughters who have endured this process along with me. In weaponized fashion, the FBI allowed me to accept orders to a new position halfway across the country. They allowed us to sell my family's home. They ordered me to report to the new unit when our youngest daughter was two weeks old. Then, on my first day on the new assignment, they suspended me rendering my family homeless. <clears throat> they refused to release our goods, including our clothes, for weeks. <clears throat> All I wanted to do was serve my country by stopping bad guys and protecting the innocent. To my chagrin, bad guys have begun running parts of the government, making it difficult to continue to serve this nation and protect the innocent. But I, for one, will never stop trying, and I'll never forget my oath. Senator, you, you hear him there. He gets choked up because it's obvious the FBI knew what they were doing. They decided, OK, you're going to whistleblow. You're not going to be one of us. You're going to tell the truth. Fine. We'll ship you off to a new job. And then when you get there on day one, we are going to suspend you, leave you homeless and hold your goods hostage. Is that not the definition of retaliation? Well, it's petty. It's vindictive. Uh, and, and understand the timeline he laid out, that they did this after he had come forward as a whistleblower. So they transfer him. 
He sells his house. He moves his family. And then, boom, when he gets there, the job that, that he was transferred to do, he's prevented from doing. And, and, and that, you know, it, it, it reveals a lot that, that his supervisors seemingly have no fear of any consequences for this retaliation. They're, they're in a culture. Look, this is the same culture that pervaded the FBI, that led the FBI to target Donald Trump when he was the Republican nominee for president and, and to feel like they, they needn't worry about whether there was any evidence of collusion with Russia. They needn't worry about whether the thing they were investigating, the Steele dossier, was was a fraudulent piece of opposition research paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign, which it was, and which they had every reason to know that it was, because unfortunately, it it it, it appears that that these corrupt partisans in senior positions at the FBI believe they are impervious to the strictures of law or to any accountability. It's the same arrogance that pervaded the IRS, that led the IRS to come knocking on the door of journalist Matt Taibbi literally while he is sitting testifying before Congress. They didn't even have the good good sense to wait a day or a week and make it seem coincidental. They wanted you to know, you rat on us, we're coming after you. That's the same vindictiveness the FBI is demonstrating here. You, you look at this testimony from this former FBI agent, Senator, and not only did he serve in the, in the U.S. Army as an infantryman in Iraq and Afghanistan for a year each, but according to his testimony in the, in the report, he received the combat infantryman badge. This is a man that believes in this country. He also, the report alleges that the whistleblower testimony reveals, quote, that the FBI's partisan leadership is currently engaged in a purge of agents who hold conservative beliefs. And I want to get your reaction to that. But first, let me tell you about our friends at Augusta Precious Metals. You know what's been going on with the economy, with interest rates, with some bank failures. It's gotten pretty crazy. And if you want to be able to protect your hard-earned dollars, now is the time to do it with my friends at Augusta Precious Metals. They understand how to help you protect your hard-earned dollars. With a gold IRA, if you want to protect your retirement savings and have diversification, you should talk to my friends at Augusta Precious Metals. If you've saved $100,000 or more for retirement, they will actually pay you in pure gold, give you free gold, just so that you understand and learn about a gold IRA and how it can protect you. That's a big deal, a pure gold free coin. Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and get started with gold. Don't let the bank failures get you down. Get the free gold and get some peace of mind. 877, the number four, gold IRA. 877, the number four, gold IRA. To learn how to protect your retirement and get your free gold coin, AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Senator, you, you hear this whistleblower allege that the FBI's partisan leadership is currently engaged in a purge of agents who hold conservative beliefs. The whistleblower even disclosed that many of their jobs, their career paths have been basically stunted on purpose to get them frustrated so they'll maybe just leave on their own. Well, unfortunately, I think this is a pattern we're seeing throughout the Biden administration, but but particularly in areas of the military and law enforcement. Uh, I think they're doing everything they can to try to drive conservatives out of government. Uh, we've talked on this podcast before about I, I think that was one of the major objectives 
of the Biden vaccine mandate uh, for government employees is, is that they knew that those men and women who refused to take the vaccine were much more likely to be conservative. And their view was good riddance. Get them out of the FBI. Get them out of DOJ. Get them out of the military. Get them out of the Border Patrol. Get them out of the federal government. And, and it is part of turning all of the enforcement mechanism of the government into a, a, a weapon, a weapon to be used to target your enemies. And so that weapon is used against the individual employees who happen to be conservative. And it's, and it's also used against American citizens, because when you've driven all the conservatives out, those who remain uh, appear far more willing to be complicit in, in the abuse of power. And, and I got to tell you, as, as, as I am in D.C., as I'm back in Texas, as I travel around, I regularly speak to employees at the Department of Justice, employees at the FBI, whether special agents, whether prosecutors, who are deeply dismayed at what they're seeing in the department. And they're dismayed, but they're afraid to speak out. They're afraid because the consequences, because they believe in their mission. Look, most people that are at DOJ or the FBI, they sign up because they want to stop bad guys. They want to lock up child predators. They want to lock up terrorists. They want to keep America safe. And and there, there are thousands upon thousands of honorable heroes at DOJ and the FBI. But many of them right now are scared to speak. And I got to say, one of the more chilling exchanges in the testimony today was 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 when one of the witnesses was was asked would he advise another whistleblower to come forward listen to his answer mr o'boyle we we just heard from you your your interaction with mr gates and how all of this occurred and all of the hardships you've gone through if one of your really good friends your former colleagues came to you and said i have this thing that is being covered up and I think the American people know to, know, need to know about it. What advice would you give them? I would tell them first to pray about it long and hard. And I would tell them I could take it to Congress for them, or I could put them in touch with Congress, but I would advise them not to do it. So you would legitimately try to protect one of your colleagues from doing what you have done? Absolutely. And how do you think that solves being able to shine light on corruption, weaponization, any kind of misconduct that exists with the American people? It doesn't solve it. But the FBI will crush you. This government will crush you and your family if you try to expose the truth about things that they are doing that are wrong. And we are all examples of that. I can't think of a more sobering way to end a hearing. I yield back. I mean, you hear that, and I do think it's shocking, but I think Democrats are proud of this moment. Senator, they're like, good, you should be scared. You should be terrified. You, we, this is intimidation. This is what they want. And, and I got to say, one of the more disappointing aspects of yesterday's hearing was the Democrat congressmen and women who were perfectly happy to attack these FBI whistleblowers. Uh, they, they treat this as a partisan battle. Our team versus their team. And... In their view, if you dare dissent from the brutal repression of dissent, then you're suddenly the enemy. And, and, and I got to say, look, I, I get that there are partisan battles in, in Washington, but, but I, I, I have to admit, if the shoe were on the other foot, and, and this were testimony about the weaponization of 
the FBI to target people because of their political views on the left. I'm quite confident I would be every bit as dismayed. And and I wonder, where, where is the Democrat who cares about the rule of law? E- even if the Democrat happens to, you know, not like the conservatives who are the target of this persecution, is, is there not a single Democrat congressman who says, well, gosh, if, if the DOJ and FBI can be turned to attack the political opponents of the White House, you know, that that could happen to us, too. Now, mind you, their rhetoric, they claimed it happened under Trump all the time. But if you actually look to evidence, the Department of Justice didn't do that. It didn't didn't go out and persecute the political opponents of, of, of the president. In fact, they should have done much more going after Antifa and violent criminals, but not, not for their political views. Look, you, you can be a leftist or an anarchist if you want. That's not criminal. But when you light cities on fire and you loot stores and, and you assault people and murder people, that is criminal. And if anything, I think the Trump DOJ should have been much more vigorous in going after violent criminals. But that's that's not politicization. That's actually doing your job. Where is the Democrat willing to defend the rule of law? And, and I'll point out. When Congress, a generation before heard the evidence of Richard Nixon trying to politicize the Department of Justice, trying to politicize the FBI, trying to politicize the IRS. Numerous Republicans stood up and said, this is beyond the pale. This is too much. This is not acceptable. Is there not one Democrat member of Congress with the same level of integrity that you saw Republican after Republican who called for Richard Nixon's investigation and ultimately resignation like is there not one democrat who cares about rule of law one of the whistleblowers also said senator uh, that the fbi is quote currently cancerous and has let itself become enveloped uh, in the politicalization and weaponization and the example was the fbi classified every single this is the testimony january 6 case as a domestic terrorism case according to the whistleblower despite quote hundreds of them being resolved resolved as petty crimes like trespassing and or disorderly conduct you were labeled as a domestic terrorist in a domestic terrorism case well and 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 that's politics uh, mind you these this is the same fbi that, that apparently has no resources to go after the people who are firebombing crisis pregnancy centers, that apparently has no resources to, to, to go after the people who are breaking federal law brazenly night after night, protesting outside the homes of Supreme Court justices and, and implicitly threatening their, their, their lives and their families. It, it, they can't be bothered to devote their resources to doing that. But when it comes to criminalizing peaceful speech that the FBI and DOJ have unlimited resources for. And to be clear, there's a fundamental difference between violence and peaceful speech. If you engage in violence, whether I agree with you or not, if you engage in violence, you should be prosecuted and go to jail. But if you're engaged in peaceful speech, whether I agree with you or not, that is protected by the First Amendment. And this Department of Justice under Joe Biden and this FBI under Joe Biden wants to treat them as exactly the same and criminalize the speech of 
those who showed up on January 6th to support President Trump, but more broadly, the tens of millions of Republicans who vote on the other side. These are the same people that want to criminalize the speech of moms and dads going to school boards. And indeed, the same FBI agents, they've got ample resources to go and interview dozens of parents for exercising their First Amendment rights. It's political intimidation, and it is deliberate, and it, and it is from the very top. It is from Merrick Garland, the most political attorney general this country's ever seen. The good news is, and I hope, that what happens is other whistleblowers will be inspired by these people that have come forward and do the exact same thing because this is how we change the tide of what's happening in Washington, which brings me to another big story, Senator. Uh, A Biden-appointed U.S. attorney for Massachusetts, someone that you warned America about, is now resigning after a special counsel investigation. And before we get into that good news, uh, let me tell you about our friends over at Chalk. If you're a guy and you have noticed a difference, you've noticed that you're starting to get tired and fatigued, having weakness and complacency, uh, it's probably not your fault. There's a problem uh, with men's testosterone levels falling off a cliff historically to an all-time low. Thankfully, there's a company called Chalk, and they're here to help real American men take back your masculinity, maximizing uh, your masculinity by boosting your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. Now, I've been taking Chalk, the male vitality stack now, for several months, and I can tell you it works. It's manufactured right here in the U.S., Chalk's natural herbal supplements are clinically proven to have game-changing effects on your energy, on your focus, and they just make you feel like you are not, you know, as old as maybe you are right now. If you're ready to go back in time, well, then Chalk can help you do it. Use the promo code BEN for 35% off any Chalk subscription for life. You can cancel any time. Go to Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com. Use the promo code BEN for 35% off. That's Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com for 35% off. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. 
Hey, Ben Ferguson here. And if you're an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be a part of your investment portfolio. I want you to visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns when you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits, and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They are dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. So visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity. And Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Senator, uh, this Biden appointed U.S. attorney uh, news broke uh, about the special counsel's investigation and what they found. And this is how NBC News reported it. It was obviously big news. We have an update for you on Massachusetts U.S. attorney Rachel Rollins. A brand new report just out moments ago finds that she, quote, willfully violated the Hatch Act on multiple occasions during her time as U.S. attorney. Now, the report published by the U.S. Office of Special Counsel comes one day after Rollins announced that she plans to resign from her post by the end of the week. So let's explain what this means here. The Hatch Act is critically important to our government and certain parts of our, some, or certain branches of our government being nonpartisan. It's designed to limit certain political activities of federal employees to ensure federal programs remain nonpartisan and not biased. Rollins is accused of attending a political party fundraiser while in office. The report also saying she tried to sabotage the campaign of a political candidate by leaking non-public information to the media. I mean, Senator, the worst part is Democrats did everything they could to save her. And and finally, the mo- after violating the most egregious uh, Hatch Act violations, she's now going to resign. Well, she has resigned, and, and, and I have to say this is an enormous victory for the rule of law. Number one, we're talking about weaponizing the Department of Justice and abusing power. Rachel Rollins did all of that. And, and, and the report that came out is, is, is stunning. Um, th- there were two reports that actually came out. One from the Office of the Special Counsel. That's an office that has exclusive jurisdiction investigating allegations concerning prohibited political activities under the Hatch Act. The Hatch Act specifically prohibits most government employees from engaging in partisan politics. So that was one report. And there was a second parallel investigation from the Department of Justice, Office of the Inspector General. Both released reports and the reports were damning. So what they found she did is number one, and I'm quoting from the OIG report, Rollins assisted a candidate in a partisan political election and sought to influence an election by, among other things, disclosing non-public, sensitive DOJ information to the press. Rollins made false statements under oath and lacked candor about the disclosure during her OIG interview. And, and this concern, she had been the Suffolk DA, district attorney, before she was, she was named U.S. attorney. 
and there was a race to succeed her. And she wanted one really left wing uh, Democrat candidate, Ricardo Arroyo. That's who she wanted in the primary. And, and in order to help her guy, she was trying to smear the other Democrats. So she was willing to break the law, not even to smear a Republican, to smear a Democrat who wasn't sufficiently left wing for her. And, and according to the OIG, uh, she used her position as U.S. attorney and information available to her as U.S. attorney in an ultimately unsuccessful effort to create the impression publicly before the primary election that DOJ was or would be investigating Hayden, the other Democrat, for public corruption. These efforts included, but were not limited to, Rollins trying unsuccessfully to convince her first assistant U.S. attorney to issue a letter that would have created the impression that DOJ was investigating Hayden, and when that effort failed, disclosing non-public sensitive DOJ information directly to a Herald reporter before the primary election. Afterwards, she falsely testified under oath during her OIG interview. She made false statements, which is a felony under 18 U.S.C. Section 1001. And on top of that, she's the sitting U.S. attorney. And she attended a Democrat fundraiser on July 14, 2022, with Jill Biden, Joe Biden's wife. Now, before she went to that fundraiser, she asked... Uh, the executive office of U.S. attorneys, the general counsel's office, could she go to the fundraiser? And they said, no, she can't go to the fundraiser. They said, if you want, you can meet Jill Biden outside of the location of the event in a brief meet and greet outdoors, but you can't go into a politically partisan fundraiser because you're the sitting U.S. attorney, and that is against the rules for a federal prosecutor to engage in partisan politics. Well, even after she'd received that explicit instruction from the general counsel's office, contrary to the advice she, she, she gave, and I'll, I'll just read what the OIG concluded, quote, our investigation revealed that, contrary to the advice she received, Rollins attended the fundraising event. Based on Rollins's only, only, only account of what she did after she arrived at the fundraising location, Rollins went inside the home, mingled with the guest, and stood in the same receiving line as the other fundraising guests, guests to meet Dr. Biden. Rollins's interactions with Dr. Biden was identical to that of the other fundraising guests whose primary purpose for being at the event was to get in line and meet Dr. Biden. That is stunning. It is a pattern of illegality. It is a pattern of a sitting U.S. attorney co committing multiple felonies so bad and abusing her power as a federal prosecutor to try to influence an election in particular to try to smear a Democrat, not even a Republican, a Democrat who wasn't sufficiently left wing and radical. This report came out and Rachel Rollins has resigned. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. And you warned the American people about Rachel uh, Rawlings. And this was back, gosh, what, a, over a year ago when you warned America. I want people to hear what your warning was. And before I play that for everybody, I want to tell you about our friends over at Patriot Mobile. Uh, if you are sick and tired of woke agenda from companies and you're sick and tired of giving them your money, there is an option now for you with your cell phone. For years, big mobile companies have been dumping millions and millions into leftist causes, and you had to deal with it because that was the only option that existed. Not anymore. Patriot Mobile is America's only conservative Christian wireless provider 
offering major dependable nationwide coverage on all three networks so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke propaganda, the woke agenda pushed by leftists working hard to destroy this country. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support free speech and religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military, our veterans, our first responders. Plus, they have 100% U.S.-based customer service teams that make switching easy. You also get to keep your same cell phone number if you want to. You can keep your same cell phone or switch to a new one. Check them out and get free activation with the promo code VERDICT. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash VERDICT. PatriotMobile.com slash VERDICT or 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash VERDICT. Senator, you blasted Democrats for confirming Rachel Rollins, uh, and this is part of your warning, which... Well, all became true. Listen. Rachel Rollins has been vocal and aggressive against prosecuting crime. She has been very clear that she came into the job of district attorney as a crusader. She has said, and these are her words, if you want to change the criminal legal system, become a prosecutor. Because they have the power to determine charges what crimes to decline to prosecute about a prosecutor. It's not taking bad guys off the street. It's not seeking justice for the victims of crime. No, it is the power to say, I won't prosecute these crimes. And with Ms. Rollins, it's not hypothetical because she is a district attorney. And as the Boston DA, she went so far as to write down in, quote, the Rachel Rollins policy memo, a list of 15 crimes whose prosecution, quote, should always be declined or, quote, dismissed without conditions. Charges on this list of 15 crimes should be declined or dismissed pre-arraignment without conditions. The presumption is that charges that fall into this category should always be declined. So you've got a DA saying, these are the, the crimes we don't prosecute, always be declined, dismissed without conditions. So you may say, okay, Maybe this is like some sort of criminal justice reform. Maybe this is low-level, nonviolent marijuana possessions. Teenager got caught with a joint. We're not going to prosecute those. Look, reasonable people can actually disagree on that. We can have an intelligent conversation back and forth about that. But the beauty of it is we don't have to speculate because she put it in writing. These are the 15 crimes they're upside down, as are her policies. These are the 15 crimes where charges should be dismissed pre-arraignment without condition. Number one, trespass. So I want you to think about it. If you don't want to see people trespassing on your property, well, under Rachel Rollins, the Democrats U.S. attorney, we don't prosecute trespass. What else? Shoplifting. 
Has anyone watched the videos of the people breaking into stores and stealing and stealing and stealing and looting? You know what? Joe Biden and Senate Democrats, they're bringing that to a neighborhood near you. Shoplifting, we don't prosecute. That's what she says. Shoplifting, Ali Ali oxen free. You see a TV you like, pick that damn thing up and run out of the store. Because your friend, the fake prosecutor, is not going to charge you. Larceny. Really? Larceny? Larceny. We don't prosecute. Disorderly conduct. You're a single mom coming home at night. A drunk vagrant is yelling, screaming, cursing at your kids. You know what? Not a crime here. We don't prosecute that. What else? Receiving stolen property. Okay, this is at least intellectually consistent. You're going to legalize shoplifting, rob the hell out of the stores. At least the fence can be on the back end. So you can steal that TV, go straight to the fence. By the way, I guess you could do it in the parking lot. Set up a van right there. We fence stolen property. You run in and grab it. I'll fence it right here. DA, all good by us. Driving with a suspended license. Well, sometimes that might be okay. What was it suspended for? Was it suspended for DWI? Was it suspended because you're a drunk who's killed people? Was it suspended because you're this homicidal maniac in Milwaukee who murdered six people? You know what? This DA says, hey, driving with a suspended license, no problem at all, no longer a crime. Breaking and entering into a vacant property without property damage. So any property that's vacant, you can break in and you're fine. Locks don't matter, burglar alarms don't matter. By the way, burglar alarm goes off, what the hell do you do? You show up, hey, you don't prosecute it, I'm staying right here. You may say, well, at least there's something reasonable. It's without property damage, right? Well, no, except the problem is number eight on the list. Breaking and entering into a vacant property with property damage. So it doesn't matter. Break into the place, loot it, trash it, destroy it. All is good in Joe Biden's criminal-friendly America. Number nine. Wanton or malicious destruction of property. By the way, don't believe the Democratic talking points. This stuff isn't violent, really. Wanton or malicious destruction of property? Not a crime in Joe Biden's America. Threats. Threats of violence. I want you to imagine right now you've got an angry vagrant making threats of violence against your children. You call the DA saying, my family's being threatened, protect our safety. And what does she say? Not a crime. Oh, well. Stinks to be you. Threats are just A-OK. -okay. Minor in possession of alcohol. Hey, great. Kids, drink up. Actually, the beauty of it is in Joe Biden's America, the kids can get drunk. They can drive, they can have their license suspended, and apparently they'll get a gold star at the end of it. Minor possession of alcohol, we've got Senate pages here. 
Just go down to the U.S. Attorney's Office. They're serving margaritas. Marijuana possession. Okay, I said we can debate marijuana possession. Reasonable people can disagree on that now. Doesn't specify the quantity. Teenager with a joint. You could say that that may be a good candidate for diversion to something else. Drug dealer with several kilos of pot in the back. Maybe you ought to be prosecuting that. Oh, and by the way, how do we know she doesn't just limit it to the kids with a joint? Well, what's number 13 on the list? Possession with intent to distribute. So drug dealers, in Joe Biden's America, drug dealers, it is legal. You can sell booze to kids. You can sell drugs to kids. You can sell stolen televisions to kids. She doesn't prosecute drug dealers. But look, at least it's just pot. And come on, we know, you know, in states, a lot of states, pot's not that bad, right? It's just pot. Uh Uh-oh. Number 14, non-marijuana drug possession. So for any Democrats ready to go home saying, hey, we just like pot because we're Democrats. Nope. Heroin, cocaine, LSD, fentanyl. Drug dealers who are poisoning our kids in Joe Biden's America, we don't prosecute you. And number 15 is really the, the, the crowning jewel of this. Resisting arrest. So I want you to envision what this says. You can break and enter into vacant property and do damage. You can have a homeless person trespass on your front lawn, set up a tent, threaten your children, sell them drugs. And if a police officer shows up and tries to arrest them, they can violently resist arrest And what does the DA say? All good by me. Senator, that that policy memo is shocking, but it is the Democratic Party. Well, Rachel Rollins was the single most extreme U.S. attorney in the country. She was a George Soros prosecutor. She effectively abolished the police for those 15 crimes. Joe Biden nominated her. He's nominated a total of three of the leading advocates of abolishing the police to senior positions in the Department of Justice, including Rachel Rollins. That speech you just played, I gave on the Senate floor. I I don't know how you read that memo, how you look at those facts and how you vote to confirm this person as the chief U.S. prosecutor in the state of Massachusetts, other than if you're a Democrat, you believe you'll never be held to account because no reporter will ever ask you about it. Well, you know what? Every single Democrat, all of them, 100 percent, voted to confirm Rachel Rollins. Joe Manchin, the supposed moderate, voted to confirm Rachel Rollins because they know the press will never, ever, ever hold them to account. And then after they voted for this radical, she went and lawlessly abused the office, committed crimes in the office, and now she's resigned. So it's a victory for the rule of law, and it's reason to celebrate. It's reason to celebrate. It's also reason to to keep fighting. And that's why you did that over a year ago, reminding people of what we're up against. Don't forget, we do verdict three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Also, if you want to help us reach other people, share this episode 
on your social media platforms wherever you are and write us a five-star review. It helps us reach more people. Thank you guys as always for listening. We'll see you back here in a couple of days. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.